in two games that they've won. Now all they can do is just win 80 more games, and the Spurs will become the first team in NBA history to go 82-0, right? I think that's it, 82-0. Spurs could do it. All they need to do is win 80 more games. See how it goes. Jabari Young here with you, Spurs Nation Podcast, your post-game wrap edition. Spurs beat the Bulls in Chicago, 87 to 77 got jeff mcdonald coming up on the line give us an update on what he saw from Kawhi leonard who was on that trip a lot of speculation going about uh around about this video and him limping up the stairs i know it's all nonsense but we'll talk to jeff in a minute spurs uh they do it on a night where they didn't shoot the ball particularly well you know 93 shots only made 38 and uh one of 12 from three but still they get it done because lamarcus aldridge 28 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks on the night, 12 of 24 shooting. That man got 24 shots here in that little belly as I look up the stats. 24 shots for LaMarcus Aldridge, I'm telling you. It's, 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 man, you got to keep him involved. You got to keep him involved. 52 points in the paint for the Spurs. And um, Hey, listen, a lot of things that we saw tonight in this game, right? I mean, we saw a lot of Rudy Gay at the 4 and the 3. Um, you know, the Popovich, you know, they called some plays for him in the post. Uh, you know, he was five of 10 in the paint area, finished the night with 12 points. But, you know, he was getting his way down there a little bit, you know, and this is that a little, a little preview of what you can possibly see as the season goes on. And Kawhi Leonard comes back that small ball lineup, especially to maybe in games where you got Rudy at the four, LaMarcus at the five or Rudy at the three or or, or, or LaMarcus at the, the four. Uh, even put Rudy at the five. You know, you could put Rudy at the five. Um, and, you know, Kawhi Leonard, Patty Mills, DeJounte Murray, or Danny Green, I should say. DeJounte Murray, Patty Mills, Tony Parker, whichever point guard you have in there. Or even switch it up. So the, the Spurs got a lot of versatility on this roster. They really do. It doesn't show us of yet, but it, 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 they have a lot of versatility on this roster. I even saw Brent Forbes, of course, doing what he's you know doing, running the point guard a little bit. He was two of seven for the night. Didn't shoot the ball that well, but you know he, he got his shots up. Um, finished the night with, with with four points and two two rebounds. Uh, you know, so Joffrey Laverne. Um, he kind of cooled down a little bit. Five points and six rebounds, not bad. But I mean, we I was expecting a little bit more. He played seventeen minutes. Uh, and last, for first two games for Joffrey hasn't been what we saw in the preseason, but um, you know he has a lot of time to work his way in. But again, I'm just impressed with you know the Rudy Gay and Lamarcus Aldridge in, in that small ball lineup, and then you get Dejounte Murray, and we'll talk to Jeff in a minute about uh, his stat line. He didn't shoot the ball well, but he did everything else in the box score, filling it up, uh, and, and ten rebounds, six assists, and two steals. But uh, just the Bulls are a bad team. They're a bad team. You know, we, we know this. They're not as good as the Spurs are. And you would think that the Spurs would win this game. And they did so. It was very, very close early. And it could have went both ways. But, you know, as with all teams, the Bulls just did not have it. 20 turnovers on the night. And you can't turn the ball over against the San Antonio Spurs. You just can't do it. <laughs> you just can't. You know, and also the free throw disparity. Spurs were 10 of 16 from the line. The Bulls only 7 of 9. They only got to the free throw line nine times. Dude, you can't beat the Spurs turning the ball over and not getting fouls. You know, and, and the Spurs are just one of the best teams in the league not getting fouls. But um, you know, the first two games were a little bit I would say, you know, they weren't they, they showed that the Spurs will do what they've always done. I mean, they might drop a couple here and there, but they're going to beat the young teams that don't know how to win yet. That's that's evident. They're going to beat the young teams that don't know how to win yet, don't have it together. Minnesota Timberwolves, by the next time that the Spurs see them, should be a better team. But what you saw these two games is that young teams who don't know how to win, who can't capitalize on, you know, 
key moments in the game will not be dispersed. That veteran teams that know how to win and know how to execute late down the stretch will have it will 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 give them some competition. But young teams are just going to be now the Spurs are going to have their bad shooting nights. They might have a, a night where the ball just ain't dropping and the young teams, they, they are. But and still, you know, if you if you turn the ball over your young team, you don't know how to win. You don't know how to execute late. You don't know how to keep your foot on the gas. It's very unlikely that you're going to walk away with this win Monday against the Toronto Raptors. That should serve as a better. Um, you know, a better game for the Spurs and to see where that that can be a close one because the, vet, the, the Raptors are a veteran team. They've been there. They've been, you know, playoffs. They've won the Eastern Conference. They know how to win. They know how to do it. Um, so, you know, that should be a much, much better game. But if you look at the schedule and, you know, after Monday's game against the Raptors, you look at the schedule, right? And let me pull it up right here, right fast. You look at the schedule and after that game, you have... Miami, Orlando, Indiana, and then you have a key game at Boston uh, on Monday, right? And that's a back-to-back for them. So that Boston game could be maybe a trap game, right? But the Spurs could be very well, okay? Uh, and Toronto, I mean, it's at home, so you probably give them advantage, right? So you're looking at it. Spurs could be 6-0 and by the time that they see Boston. And then, you know, that game against Boston, and then you have a key game. They're off all the way until Thursday. you got a key game against Golden State on Thursday on TNT National Televised Game. So that would be big. But other than that, man, this is a good start for them. It really is, which you've seen a lot. Now, maybe Kawhi is ready by the time that Golden State Warriors come in here because uh, they definitely won't need him against that team. Although the Warriors, you know, didn't play as well as they are, as well as they as, as well as we know that they could because, you know, the score says <laughs> that the Warriors were in Memphis and they lost the game. So the Warriors right now um, still getting it together. You know, they, they, they fall in Memphis 111 uh, to, to, to 101. And the Warriors are 1-2 and two this season, right? The playoffs started today. The Spurs would be the top seed in the West, right? <laughs> I think. Oh, no, the Houston Rockets or something like that. But speaking of Houston, congrats to the Astros. As I'm taping this podcast, they just clinched uh, the American League, and they are headed to the World Series where they would meet the loss angeles dodgers so credit to the to, to the astros i mean listen i mean you talk about a team that um definitely needs it uh, excuse me a city that needs it i mean that that's that's the one right there i mean the astros pulled off the unthinkable uh and credit to those to, to that to that team i'm rooting for them i hope they win i know it's really live down in houston now because i'm from philly and the last time i checked philly in 2008 it was great down there when the world when the phillies clinched the world series i mean yeah it's nothing like it, man. It's really exciting for a city when you, you know, going into a championship, especially baseball. You know what I mean? So uh, congrats to the Astros and, um, you know, hope, hopefully that city can pull it off and beat the Dodgers in the World Series and then go from there. But let's talk to Jeff McDonald to get a little bit more recap from this uh, Spurs win over the Chicago Bulls. He is in Chicago right now on the podcast. Jeff, what was the mood like? in the locker room, but before I even get to that, everybody is, is you know, you, you've been on Twitter, you wrote a blog on this, everybody is just tripping over Kawhi Leonard. What's going on, man? Did you see him? I mean, I'm sure you saw him. Did, was he ripping? Did he talk? No. No, he's, he's walking around like a normal 26-year-old right. man. Um, I wish we could have got to talk to him, but he's kind of uh, being kept behind the palace guard right now. Like, he's hard to get to. Because um, I'd like to ask him, like, 
off of that video the other day, climbing the plane steps. Like, were you? Was your? I know he came from a, from a rehab workout, so he's a little stiff. I know that for a fact. But were you iced up? Like, it would make sense if he was all iced up and and limp. Because I haven't seen. He, you know, we saw him on Wednesday at home, and I right. saw him again tonight. He's walking around like a normal human being. So I, I don't think. I think that that video uh, was a little little misleading. I think. I think, yeah, yeah, I think he's yeah. better than that. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, I told you I saw him after the game walking away with his family and leaving the arena. He was walking just fine. Um, he was walking all the way down the hall. And he, I was going to run up and catch up to him, but he was with his family. I said I let him be. But um, now we can put that to rest because that video I thought was just so misleading, and it made it appear that first of all, if that man couldn't walk and he was that stiff, there's no way the Spurs take him to Chicago. Right, I don't care. right. It's a one game trip. You're right back here. Spurs will be back here in a few hours. So there's no way in the world that he would travel to Chicago. Um, but, you know, everything I've heard behind the scenes is it's not that serious. And, you know, he'll probably be back in about a week, maybe a, a, a week and a half. If it gets to mid-November, he's not back on the court, then I'm, I'll am i start to worry. I don't know about you. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah, that's what I'm kind of looking at, too. Yeah. It's, it's going to be weeks and not months, basically, is kind of what Pop said today. Right, right. Well, that's good. Back to basketball now. The real stuff on the court. Spurs remain undefeated. A big reason why, because they dominated the paint. 52-32, uh, had 17 second-chance points. They didn't shoot the ball uh, from three, at least, that well. Only made one on the night, and Danny Green, uh, he, he was the man there. But LaMarcus Aldridge, 24 shots, 12-24, 28 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, obviously, he was a star, but to me, I thought DeJounte Murray uh, was very interesting. He didn't shoot the ball well, but had tied LaMarcus with 10 rebounds, six assists, two steals on the night. What was your uh, impression of this win tonight, and who stood out to you? Well, obviously, I think LaMarcus is enjoying being the focal point of the offense. It was kind of what, what he came here to be, uh, before Kawhi really became an MVP kind of, kind of guy. It was what he was in Portland and, you know, the first two games. Um, I saw that interesting stat. He's only the second player in Spurs history to start a season with two games of at least 25 points and 10 assists, or, mm-hmm. or 10 rebounds. Uh, the other guy, of course, being Tim Duncan in 2005. Yeah. So he's really, um, you know, stepping up with Kawhi out. As we've said a million times, though, uh, how's it going to look when Kawhi gets back? How does that, you know, how does the distribution of shots go? And I thought you mentioning Murray was a pretty, pretty good one too. I mean, he, the 10 rebounds, that's that's a good, um, like that's a bonus from your point guard when he can go get get you rebounds. But he's he's got that size. He's got those long arms. He's got kind of a nose for the ball. Um, if your point guard is, is helping you out on the boards like that, you know, helping out your front court on the boards, that's a huge bonus. And so I think that's yeah. something that's something he can do every night, even when the shot isn't falling. You know, he can go get he can go get bored. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And we were talking to him the other night about you know being more smarter about using his length, and it seems like he just kind of has figured it out. You know, at least that aspect of it. You know, obviously the, the jump shot is still a work in progress, but. Uh, the fact, that, I mean, that's that's Russell Westbrook type stuff when you're able to mm-hmm. get that many rebounds and have a nose for ball like that. So, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of, of of nights like this, but one of many shooting nights. Uh, the Spurs they didn't really shoot the ball well. Nobody really shot well except for probably Marcus Aldridge, who's 50 percent of the night, and Rudy. Patty Mills only had one shot, but Rudy Gay uh, was another one. And speaking of Rudy, I thought tonight you got a chance to see exactly what the Spurs small ball lineup would look like. Mm-hmm. They ran a couple of plays for him. He was in the post. He used his advantage. He's very crafty around the rim. Uh, what did you see from him tonight? Because I, I thought he was pretty impressive. They ran him a lot at four tonight, and even when they were running him at the three, they were running plays from in the post. And he was using that that you know six foot eight size, which is pretty big for a wingman, um, to really just almost be able to over overpower 
some people, and at some a couple of times he was like scoring at will. It was like it was like playing against your little brother mm-hmm. with him taking taking some of those guys to the hole. So I think that that's a really interesting uh, dynamic. And you know, Pop said before the game tonight, one of the reasons they brought Rudy here was they they envision a lot of lineups with him and Kawhi together. So that means you know Rudy at the four, Kawhi at the three. Um, and all that length out there and, and, um, you know, all the damage that a small ball lineup can do in this NBA. So I think that, I think you're, you're, you're seeing a little bit of it now and I think you'll see a lot of it once Kawhi Leonard is back on the floor. Yeah, absolutely. And then you, you picture with that lineup that he ran in the first game against Minnesota, you take Manu Ginobili out, put Kawhi Leonard in, and mm-hmm. that's probably the lineup that you have maybe with the right. addition of maybe Tony Parker, Patty Mills, or even DeJounte Murray. You can switch at the point guard, but I thought what you saw the other night, that's, that's that small ball lineup that, that, that they will go with uh, 10 of Rudy Gay's 12 points coming in the paint. So he was in there a lot and, and, and getting his uh, his buckets. Quarter of the night, man, who was good in the locker room? Uh, well, I had a print deadline tonight, so I had to I had to hit it and go. But, uh, you know, I talked to Powell for a while just because he was ready first. Yeah. Um, but, but um, you know, talked a lot about LaMarcus kind of looking like he did uh, in his Portland days. And, 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 you know, the thing with a lot of players, but especially LaMarcus, if you know you're going to get 20 shots, you just you just have a different comfort level or confidence level than if you're only going to get eight. Well, Marcus last year he had a lot of nights where he get eight shots and make like two and look terrible. Um, you know he didn't start hot that hot today tonight, but when you get 24 shots and you're a, a good player, a lot of times you can you can shoot your way out of that and your final line looks like Marcus did tonight. So I think yeah. what Powell's talking about is just just he's a different player when you can get him shots. Uh, Lamarcus is. Yeah, I think, and uh, you've covered this league long enough, and, and, and I know I've put my, my years in, but every last big man, everybody you talk to when it comes to big man, they say you've got to let them touch it early. They may mm-hmm. not even shoot it. They've got right. to touch the ball in order to stay involved. But Marcus Aldridge, again, 24 shots tonight uh, and, and led the team. But um, that that it's all going to be interesting when Kawhi Leonard comes back, man. And, and if you're Greg Popovich, you, you almost have to tell – you know, you almost have to make this work. And Kawhi, you know, and he's going to get his shot until LaMarcus has to touch the ball if you want to keep this guy engaged. Because if mm-hmm. not, all you're doing is just repeating the last two years over again, contract extension uh, or not. So Spurs, they get 23 points off of 20 Bulls turnovers. So, I mean, you know, you add the points in the paint, the, the points that they got off the turnovers, the second chance points, it all equals to the Bulls being a bad team and the Spurs being a very solid team winning basketball games even when they're not shooting the ball well. Jeff, go out, man. Enjoy the rest of Chicago. See you back in sunny San Antonio Spurs. Uh, next opponent, Toronto Raptors, on Monday. Thanks, man. Yep, we'll see you. All right. It's been your Spurs Nation podcast. Remember to catch all your Spurs news and notes and go ahead to expressnews.com to check Jeff's piece right now from Chicago. Got you filled in with all the details. Thanks for listening.